0: How you doing, dude? I'm okay.
1: You still feeling sick? A little bit. Glad you don't have the,
0: uh, the Rona. Yeah, me too. You still have to go back to work? Well, I'm off tomorrow and Wednesday. That's good. So I go back on Thursday. Word,
1: word. So the reason I was thinking about this topic is we had those like three games where we immediately after the game, we started talking about like balance and I just thought that was kind of weird because when I think about what I want out of my game, my gaming experience is it's not like, I don't really care about like balance and like the developer sort of side all the time, as much as I care about like, you know, my own sort of like personal growth and enjoyment and stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Why do you think that we
0: had that sort of like run? Um, I don't know. I think it's just kind of a way to like assess how good something is, even not that it has to be changed. I guess like when I played magic, we would um if we thought a card was really good, you would ask someone like would you would you play it if it cost one more mm-hmm like basically it would be the question you know if this costs five instead of four, would you still play it and if something's really good, obviously you would say yes, and yeah. then we would keep we would we would further that Okay, what if it was a creature? What if it had one less toughness and cost one more? Like at what point would it be too average to be played? So it's not that it has to be changed. It's just like a way of like like how, assess like how much above average it is.
1: Yeah, that makes sense because we were both playing shit we were kind of new to. So I think maybe in that respect, it's like a good way to think about like, what do you think is actually good versus what, you know, just sort of reads good or you think is like kind of cute is like if, if you nerfed it this way, you still would play it kind of thing. Yeah. Which, yeah, that makes sense to me. I think the real reason is like we had we had a couple kind of, a, you know, like really exploratory games. Like I was playing Cooper there based just off uh, of the cards that were released in that live stream. And I was like, <laughs> and I think he's ass. <laughs> and you're like, no, he's good. He's good. But I don't know. I, I still kind of think he's kind of he's kind of duty. Um, so like that kind of got us talking about like how we would change it. And I was like, if you can't take disengage, you're, you have like such a massive ceiling. And this is what I hope to see from the rest of the faction to make me feel better about him. And then we were talking, and then we played. What was the game after that? Mm. Oh, we played the Levy game, and that immediately made us talk about balance because like Levy is like so good. This is the first time you've seen Levy, and, we're, and you're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> this shit is real. Um, yeah. So obviously we're talking about balance and, like, how we would fix him after that. And then we had the Euripides versus Karai game. And then we still still talking balance. And I was like, huh, I wonder why we did that. And I think – and that and that got me sort of thinking about goals. And it's kind of what I wanted to chat about. And because I personally think that discussing balance is, like, incongruous with my goals for, for what I want out of the gaming experience that I get from like tabletop gaming. And I wonder if, and and when people talk about balance too much, it like annoys me because I think like you should stop talking about balance and you should just focus on your game, but maybe balance is like congruous with certain people's goals. And I was thinking, I wonder if there are certain people who, that kind of way of digesting the game and like that way of experiencing it is like the most fruitful and the most, most Congress with what they want
0: to do. Right. Uh, does that make sense to you? Yeah. I think, so, magic, I think if as many Malifaux games are played in a day as magic, the gathering games, it would talk a lot. It would be all about balance. It's all anyone will talk about. Huh. Why do you think that is? Because it's a little different in a tabletop game, I guess than in, like, a card game, but just it would be, like, the best crews would be figured out, the best combinations. Like, it would be, like, such an established meta that, like, the best cards, the best models would be, like, you know. Yeah. I thought you were going a different way. I thought you were saying that, like, if as many games were
1: played, then we wouldn't be talking about balance because shit would be figured out quicker. (laughs) Because there definitely is some red herrings in the tabletop, like, sort of discussion, because things don't get played as much and, and people like the, you know, to play the cute stuff. And so for my little point, I was thinking like, okay, well, if that kind of discussion is like, if I feel it's fruitless, I was thinking about what are my, like, what are my goals that I want out of gaming that kind of leads to that symptom of like how I experiencing the game. And I wonder if, 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 I, I think it could be fruitful for people to think about, they're kind of like proximal in their distal goals because like what you want out of gaming is like a distal goal. And like, you know, um, there's a lot of research on like goal setting and stuff like that. Most of it is really around sort of like self-help and like motivation and stuff like that. One sort of robust finding is that like, if you're thinking about near goals, you think more about, this called like temporal control theory. Uh, but if you're thinking about like near goals, you think about, um, sorry, you, you think more about feasibility and like attainability and like how easy it is. And when you think about distal goals, you think more about, um, desirability and how like big it is and how like, um, how important it is to you. So, so because I thought about this a decent amount, (laughs) my distal, I think the more I think about it, my distal goals with like all gaming is some sort of like immediate gratification because like professionally and like especially when I was in grad school so much of like my mo like my biggest efforts had uh, like no gratification like delayed gratification or no de- gratification i did right. developmental research that, you know that used like decades of data and would take like a year and a half to like run various different models and shit and then mo- more like more often than not literally nothing came of it it was like unpublishable and shit like so i think like i think I really like gaming as just, like, an immediate sort of um, way to get some gratification out of, like, learning. Like, there's an immediate reward associated with, like, I learn something, I test something, I win or I lose, you know? It is kind of, like, scientific in that way. Yeah, it's true. Here's my theory, I test it, did it work? No? Uh, Yes or no? And then, like, there's just, like, that immediate sort of, like, that gratification that I really like about gaming. So, I think just in Malifo and like video games as well. Like that's kind of like my overall goal with that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think you have like what do you what do you think gaming gives your life? <laughs> that's a huge question, I know.
0: Um, I don't know. I just enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I've I kind of like any game that's, like, competitive, like, just like how, like, I, n- I never got into, like, Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that, because it's, like, not really a winner. It's, like, more of, like, a cooperative game.
1: What itch do you think that's scratching? Like, the need for competition? Do you think it's, like, some... I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just think competition is fun. Uh, and kind of rewarding in its own right. There, there is sort of a stimulus response pattern with just like trying to win and then winning, you know? Yeah. But I think that that's why I I, I think I focus so much on, uh, you know, like, like I want to improve. Like what got me through playing like so much War Machine was I did this thing where um, my goal was to win an event with fully painted lists in every faction in the game and painted by me. And then it gave me like a really, uh, clean sort of path for what I want most out of gaming, which is like improving in something until I reach a point where I feel like I'm good at something. And then I don't really, it doesn't really scratch the itch. I want it to scratch. Like I like that learning, testing, figuring it out, succeeding sort of thing. I'm not one of these people who likes to play the same thing like a hundred times in a row. And like become the best in the world at it. So like that particular goal on war machine gave me a really good structure for like, okay, well I won my event with my two fully painted lists. So now it's on to the next faction. Um, but I think for other people, and that's why I, when we think about, when I think about balance, I'm like, it does nothing for me because I don't, I don't care if my faction is the best or I don't care if this is the best and that's the worst. I, I care about learning it until I'm not done learning it. And then I don't care about it anymore. Like it doesn't do anything for me. Um, But I think for other people that could be like those kind of discussions and that kind of way of thinking about the game could be exactly what they want out of the game. Like I'm thinking like if you're a community leader talking about balance is probably like the most important thing, because if you perceive that something is so busted that it's going to like hurt your community, I can see that being the number one thing you think and talk about, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I guess my point was, was that thinking about what you, the overall thing that you really wanted out of the game is, is like kind of important. And it's kind of like a, a nice little like barometer. It could be that you want to build a community, you want to grow uh, the group, you want to have uh, more in person time with like, like-minded individuals it could be that you just want to you know practice something it's something that you can practice and get good at that isn't like dependent on your physical ability like other sort of sports and things can be Um, it could be that you just want to express some creativity which I think is something that we don't talk about enough in tabletop gaming is that it is like a uh, it is like a gaming outlet that is creative, both in terms of the models and how you play the game. Like that's, that's like the number one selling point I talk about with Malifaux is that, you know, it's, it, it, it there's a lot of space for you to be creative because it's not like a solved game by any stretch of the imagination. That's true. your point about yeah. magic is that there's no, there's not a lot of games played. So there's a lot of room to be creative within it. A lot of snowflaking room.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's way different. If if I were to go right now on the meta breakdown of whatever, whatever's in standard right now, in Magic, it'd be pretty solved. Yeah. Like, okay, I just pulled it up. The best deck is forty percent or thirty-six percent of the meta. Like, that's pretty crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, Imagine if there was a crew that was forty-seven percent of the meta or whatever. It goes 36, 13, 8, 8, 7, 6. And it starts you know, going down. Yeah, because I was I was also thinking about this
1: in like contrast to the um competitive casual sort of distinction that exists within like tabletop gaming. Cause it's like different than the distinction within video gaming in a very weird way. Like my historical memory of those two words, competitive versus casual, is like video gaming. Like Starcraft is a competitive game, and like the you know, we sports is a casual game, and like filthy casual, you know, like a meme word in like 2004 or something. Yeah, I think in a very unfortunate way, those terms got adopted, at least in my historical memory, to to 40k, because in that community, those words basically got used as a proxy for like litigiousness like basically if you said you're competitive it meant you are willing to be litigious in this game <laughs> that's i don't know it, it meant something so weird and so like distant from what competitive to me means in every other sort of dimension and i think it's weird that we keep using those two words because i feel like they've been so bastardized by like their history with tabletop gaming yeah like if you're playing malifo you are not a competitive player and you are not a casual player even like this game definitely ex- exist in like the in between
0: yeah like it's not i don't, I don't think there's a, a someone could drop a crew down in, in front of me and i would think because they picked that crew that they're that i could call them a casual player because of a like because they picked a certain crew.
1: Yeah, what would that word even mean? I mean, like, in terms of... Like, you could
0: obviously think, like, maybe someone picks the wrong crew, like, into a matchup, possibly. But I don't think it means they're, you know, they're a casual. I think maybe they just didn't make the best choice. To what we were saying earlier, it's like, if you're listening
1: to this, and if you're at an event, and even if you're at a game store, you're not, like, this is probably at least your top three hobbies. So you can't really make a case for like casualness. Like when I play fucking like league or something, when I do a Ram league, I'm a casual player because I haven't played in six months and I do not care about anything. And I'm asking like what to do the whole time. That that's what casual is in my mind. But if you like, if you know what you're doing and you know, you brought some meme list or something, that's not necessarily casual. That's just like, you know, I don't, I don't care if I win or lose. That's, that's different than being casual or competitive. It's like, Going back to goals, it's like, what do you, what did you want out of this game? Well, you wanted to be a crazy tinker, like Fox or something, or like all of our discord, which is about snowflaking more than anything, you know, it's like, that didn't ma- that didn't mean you're a casual or you wanted to make, you know, you're looking for competitive potential for dark horsing alone. It's just like your goal for this game was some, like what you're doing with this game scratches some sort of. Distal sort of omnibus goal that is worth thinking about. I think it's like worth thinking. It's like wh- why did I want to do this? It's like well, because I like to. I like to experiment. I like. I like the. It could be that the creativity in these games is why you do them,
0: you know, which doesn't exist in like video gaming. Like, yeah, it's true. You know, I think I I know what I like about Malifo. It's that it, it's probably the only thing in my life right now that requires me to use my brain at all you you say that as a man who's going to college
1: (laughs) yes that is correct so i mean yeah i i can definitely relate to that though i mean like college is supposed to teach critical thinking skills but it often doesn't so i mean like Uh,
0: it's pretty boring
1: uh, a lot of time it's memorization and shit like that and that that can be different than that it's using a, a different part of your brain for sure It's not stimulating yeah at all i like that i like that answer <laughs> that definitely resonates with uh like who i think of you as like as, as like a gamer because you often get um you often get bored about shit once it gets to that stage where you're like where you're doing things kind of mechanically and like practiced you know um, yeah
0: that's what i like about malafa i don't i don't know if that you could ever reach that point, really.
1: Yeah. And I especially like that fact that you it's hard to reach that point playing the same crew, playing the same person. Like, I think that is the number one selling point of this game that doesn't get talked about enough, is that you can play it with two people for way longer than you could play most games. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm trying to think of a game that's even close. Like, video game even,
0: like... Has that kind of like replayability. You can call it replayability, like element. I mean, you know how sick I was of playing War Machine? Dude, we played Arbinger play versus Durgan nonstop probably 25 times. And at that
1: point, it's like we knew within like we, one of us would surrender like on the, on turn two every single time because we, we'd played it so much and we knew exactly what happens. Yeah. And that was unfortunate because it was an army game, and you can't really just you can't switch it up like that. You know, switching up the scenario is nowhere near as close to switching it up the the, the schemes and strats and yeah, that was so awful. I'm playing 40k. Like, yeah, I mean,
0: we had to keep buying armies. It was fine when you didn't know that there was anything better, but like once you knew that there was better, like I don't know, I, I couldn't imagine playing any of those games again. And it
1: was so weird because we would spend so much money on like models, and then like after oh, yeah. two games, we would be like, "Okay, well this guy he has all this other shit, and this guy is a proxy for this, and this is you know like we effectively have to change our models to pretend they're other models." So at that point, what's the fucking point? You know what I mean? Because if we play the same game like five times in a row, it's like it was boring on the second time. Yeah. So maybe we get to the the more proximal goals then so if i'm thinking that my distal goal is to just like learn and have uh, a sort of drip of immediate gratification of like getting better at something and learning something um, my proximal goal is basically to well i think i said it in another episode but i'm playing by you until i finish painting cooper so cooper probably comes out in two months. And then once I'm finished painting with him, I'm going to play him a bunch until I feel comfortable with him. But until then I'm playing Bayou just to give myself, you know, that drip. Right. I mean, I'm three games into Zoraida and that's all I've played. And I have like most of the faction. So I think that is my proximal goal is to one, get good with Zoraida because I think that she's evergreen and she's always going to be something that's kind of a thing to think about in the game. So if I get good at beating her, I'm going to be better off in the future. And then maybe fuck around with Summer and then maybe fuck around with the rest of the shit. What about you? Do you have any
0: immediate goals? Um, yes, two. One is to be better at positioning my models. That's usually where I lose really fast. That's interesting. Okay, so I would say that's not
1: that's like um that's a really non specific goal. And that I mean that's so because it's non specific, it can be hard to attain. So maybe we could think about that goal in some like smaller pieces f- to help for the future, right? So um one thing you did in your last game is you were you were conscious of your aggressive positioning, right? The game you played with Mike.
0: Yeah,
1: we had like a standoff. Yeah, so I think that's that's like kind of a a more distillable sort of goal is to be like I don't want um, any of my models to get attacked before the last activation of turn one or something. You know, that could be a positioning goal. It's like I don't want any of my models to take unnecessary attacks or, or, or get unnecessarily attacked before the end of turn one. Like that's something. Or um, at some point in this game, I want to ask what's that model's walk charge, or like what's that model's charge range, seven inches? Okay, I'm staying at seven and a quarter. You know, something like that. Like just that, like, uh, that is sort of a more accomplishable goal, right? It's something that you can tangibly achieve. Yeah. Now I said that, after I just said that my goal was to get better with zarita which is the most fucking general goal ever, right? Very Aaron, true. Think about, think about something that's more
0: concrete. Um, hmm. You want to stop using Francois as a crutch and really unlock <laughs> your potential. <laughs> He's so fucking good, dude. <laughs> it's insane. I've
1: been writing lists and I'm like, but why not Francois? He's so fucking good, dude. You know this 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 list seems good, but it probably struggles against X. So let me just slide Francois in here. I'm sure he handles that. <laughs> like I've been the game I've been playing against myself has been Zayda Levy, and it's like okay, if Sisimi pull Levy, probably brings Midnight Stalker. Who can kill a Midnight Stalker, oh, Monsieur Francois? <laughs> slide in here, little dude. Uh, but yeah, maybe that's that's probably a better goal is to like. You know what? One of my goals is to um, play a game where I play the Spawn Mother and I feel like she she did a lot. That's one goal because I feel like she's fairly decent but doesn't get played as much and I want to play a game with her and after it, I feel like, okay, Spawn Mother was awesome here. And then another goal, immediate goal, is I want to play a triple Will-O-Wisp game because they're also really cool and I want to see... How that feels, and then what are they weak against? Range, oh range, yeah, yeah. They're just they're just four health from range. I mean, their problem is the melee, right?
0: Yeah, and then another goal, I guess, would be to. Um, it's crazy, Swamping. The Swamping keyword has so much versatility.
1: I wanna, I wanna play like the in a game, keyword. and I want. So yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was still locked in thought. But yeah, they have so many freaking things in keyword that they are kind of yeah. versatile. They're all like a little subpar, but Zoraida is like a turd polisher. Um, yeah. But um, my other goal is to play the Groot slang and like use it really aggressively and have it work out for me. Those are my three goals. I think immediate ones to get to meet the goal of getting better with Zerida, which meets my overall goal, which is like to <laughs> scratch the I'm learning itch. Um, so what was your second goal?
0: I interrupted you. Um, I want to get better at like picking, like I guess like master declaration. Where do you think, why do you think you're weak at it? Or maybe you don't, maybe you just think. I don't I'm think I'm that bad at it, but I, th- I just want to get, better at it i guess i want to pick my master like having a pretty good idea of what my opponent's going to pick and i want to be able to know what schemes my opponent is going to pick Mm. like in the last game we played i I played against i mean the last game i played against mike i told you what he what i thought he would declare and i told you what i thought he would pick and i was right right on what he would declare but i was half wrong on his scheme selection Mm -hmm. or half right yeah that comes with knowledge right so I think you're. Yeah, you're I like your challenge yourself. Matchup knowledge.
1: Yeah, that's a really good goal. I mean, uh, yeah, are there ways you because that is like a goal that's based off like game knowledge? Do you think there are ways you can improve that without actually playing games? Like immediate, immediate sort of uh, ways to accomplish that
0: without playing games? I mean, yeah. pr- probably without even playing game. I mean, you can just you would just do your your Whatever community you're part of, you can kind of just talk it out. Even like you don't have to play it. Like if you know, I don't know, just knowing what what models and each faction are good at, what schemes and stuff. Yeah, the I think getting good at master declaration is is a pretty cool goal.
1: I think trying to predict people's schemes is like so fucking impossible. Um, You think? Yeah, I mean, like, so many times people ask me for advice on shit. It depends, like, it depends on the pool. This dude is bringing Terra into this pool. What's he going to bring? I'm like, oh, well, I would do this, this, and this, and this, and this. And then when they play the game, it's like, oh, no, he played it completely differently. I'm like, well, oh, that's weird. I don't know why they did that, but sorry, I guess. Like, uh, it, It's so weird the reason people like do the shit they do. Some people just like, like Vendetta. You know what I mean? I don't
0: think they I've take ever Vendetta, taken Vendetta, a
1: lot.
0: Vendetta I've yeah, never yeah. taken Vendetta. <laughs> I fucking hate Vendetta. You know what I mean? Like, I've never had a... It's never been the best choice. Oh. I guess. I don't think I would avoid it if it was the best choice. But I think it's hard for it to be the best choice. <laughs> yeah, I think people are just like, oh, I'm killing, so this
1: is kind of killing, so why not? But to me, it always feels like I have to stop killing. So... No, (laughs) I rather do shit after I'm done killing rather than do stuff in the middle of killing. So fuck that. Anyway, so yeah, I think you could definitely, I mean, like the war machine shit was always like, well, just read the cards, you know, and then you'll
0: increase knowledge. But I think that's kind of a,
1: I think that only works for certain people. I definitely don't internalize reading the cards like meaningful.
0: I think you can. I mean, you could read cards and like, like, oh, this model would be really good at scoring, whatever scheme. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, like when I was
1: reading um, the Seamus shit after we were playing our schemes and stones game, and I'm like, oh, he's definitely gonna bring Bet Noir. I do hidden martyrs because it seems like so obvious to me. But you didn't even bring that model but no. but that's for different reasons you know that's for the yeah knowledge regions that i didn't know which is in like basically no one lesser so
0: even if she's good at that scheme like why i think she's okay actually no i don't think she's that good i think she's good i think there's one big problem with her Chiz, you can't choose to to b- bury her what do you mean like you can't bury her outside of Someone oh, her defense her. trigger, yeah, 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 or or on a melee, tr- a melee trigger. So well, like, Colette's
1: yeah. the same way, and she's fucking insane. But yeah, she's basically undead
0: Colette. If yeah. there was a way to bury her, then she would be, and she'd probably be nuts. Mm-hmm. Cause she like she does more work if you if your opponent's forcing her to bury.
1: Yeah, Colette's the same way. If you like attack her, she gets to distract all your fucking models. But if you don't attack her, she just goes around doing whatever the
0: hell she wants. That's the thing. She, she can go around doing whatever the hell she wants, but I feel like it's not much. I feel like you could – so the
1: the what I think Tara does right now is that she has the scion. And if you really want, you can make sure you get two points out of the scion. Like, guarantee with Vendetta or Hidden Martyrs or something yeah. like that, you can sort of like guarantee it because you can keep it buried and then pop it up the last second. It's a henchman, and da 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 da. da. I feel like you could do the same with Bet. Like, if you really wanted to, you could take Bet for like Vendetta and part of a Hidden Martyrs duo and score, you know, you run her in super aggressively to score the Vendetta point. And then she gets, they attack her because she's a Vendetta model. She buries. They kill the other model for hidden monitors, and then in order to score the last, you know, your your point three and point four, you just have to have bet alive at the end of the game. I feel like that is such a unique way of approaching the scheme pool that it could be like decent because then you don't have to worry about the rest of your the rest of your list can just go killing.
0: Well, yeah, she she's definitely good at some things, but I just I think people won't like her because she's not she's not amazing. She's not heard. an auto include. She's not like a core. Of a Seamus list. Yeah, she's not just not a core model. She's just not there. I think that more or less wraps us up. How you feeling about Zoraida? Now that you've had to play her three times, three, twice. Earth, oh. it was three times. I think it was twice. Okay. Oh yeah, not it was good. just twice. Not good. Mm-hmm. Both times I killed your master first activation turn. So yeah, those
1: were f- those were like fake games. Yeah. The Karai one was especially fucked up. You just get like dog shit luck the entire time.
0: Yeah, that one was really bad. Yeah, I forget. I played against Zoraida with Karai.
1: She's pretty cool. Zoraida is, I don't know.
0: It's interesting because I had the she's really good. I feel like I'm just think like there's so many possibilities. Like, it's I think her, her like I don't know, her the threat range on her obey is pretty nutty. That's like what kind of allows her to do have so many options. Yeah. There's basically like Zaraida Obey is completely different
1: than the entire rest of the game. Yeah. In terms of how good it is. It's
0: very I mean, hard. That's her to shtick, I guess.
1: Figure out what to do. I guess. Yeah. It's it's hard to play her too because we had those two blowout games, but then I played Mike with Masaki and the whole time I was like pulling my hair out and trying to figure out what to do. Too many, I had too many options in that situation.
0: I took the wrong one too many times. I feel like Mike plays his models way more spread out than I do.
1: I do too. I like to spread out too. I like to make little like skirmishes and shit. I feel like I do well in those situations where I can calculate all the little threat ranges and know exactly where to put my guys to. micromanage like little skirmishes and then when it's like a mosh pit or something i hate that because it feels like a card game where it's just like you're throwing abilities at each other hell yeah i don't like that what are you doing in my swamp